the holidays are over, so are the best of 2018s. And we're back at it at World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another whole year of OMN's Coffee Shop Conversations. I'm Tom D'Antoni. The Portland Jazz Festival is right around the corner beginning Wednesday, February 20th through Sunday, March 3rd. Once again, we've got the world's foremost authority on the performers, Don Lukoff, Festival Artistic Director, who curated all the performers. He's here to run down the whole schedule, tell us about who's playing, why, and fill us in on performers who might be new to us. Let's unleash Don Lukoff and let him rip. Well, Don, welcome to the cupping room. Back to, welcome back to the cupping room. Uh, this is becoming an annual affair uh, for the time when you can talk about the blues festival, the uh, jazz festival. The well, cupping jazz festival is coming up. And um, I'm happy to have you here because uh, this is one of the things we do. We did it with uh, we do we do it with Peter Damon and and uh, Ryan Meager, uh, Ryan Mar, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, from Mont- Montevilla, mm-hmm. right? And so because uh, we want to bring the voice of authority here. <laughs> Thank you. I I love the coffee here. It's right down the street from uh, our first home for year-round programming, the Mission Theater. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, we're really happy about and. The cupping room, that brings back memories when I used to live in New York. There's a wonderful breakfast restaurant in Soho called The Cupping Room. Aha. Uh-huh. So uh, I, th- I think it's still there. It's, it's there barista forever. talk. It's barista know? talk. Well, <laughs> cupping is, this, the cupping room in Soho is long before the era of coffee shops in New York. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, uh, you, are, you, you are the artistic director. Correct. And that means you book everything. Yes, in collaboration with our program committee, but yeah. I have the final call, as they say. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, so what's, um, what's different about this year's festival? Well, what's different about it is that we're constantly moving in a, in a forward direction of, of looking at artists who have never had the opportunity to either play the festival or played in Portland. Mm-hmm. And we're always looking very broadly and internationally to... Uh, engage with artists from other cultures and other countries and in the case of this year we're bringing in a remarkable saxophonist who's the artistic director of the Red Sea Jazz Festival Ili Dejibri uh-huh. who's been awarded five stars from Downbeat wow. and uh, he's doing a tribute to Hank Mobley and Hank was a legendary Philadelphian blue note recording artist, mm-hmm. and that dovetails in, dovetail, dovetails into our blue note at eighty celebration. Uh-huh. As you know, the Portland Jazz Festival has had a long tradition of celebrating blue note records, going back to two thousand and nine. Sure, which was a top to bottom seventieth anniversary celebration, the only mm-hmm. jazz festival in America that celebrated blue note record story tradition. Mm-hmm. All across the festival. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. When I inherited the uh, position of programming in 2012 for the 14th festival, which was the 75th, we did a few selected shows. We did a few Sinatra programs mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Bill Sharlap. We did that Bob Duro uh, program with um, with Bob Duro and uh, Dave uh, Frischberg. David Frischberg. Thank yeah. you. Uh, recasting the Who's On First program. Yeah, I did that uh, jazz conversation. That's right. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Darrell was terrific. So that was a really special year, and here we are five years later, and we're going to do a few Blue Note programs, so Ely ties in nicely there. And while he's here, he's going to perform 
on a Michael Brecker tribute concert, uh-huh. and Illy recently uh, initiated a Michael Brecker saxophone competition in Israel. Wow. Uh, uh, tied into the Red Sea Festival because Michael used to play that festival uh-huh. frequently. Uh-huh. So we're happy that he's coming in. His pianist, Tom Aaron, just won the uh, Monk competition in D.C. the other night. Wow. And he'll be coming here when you lease quartet. Awesome. So, you know. Well, why don't we just start chronologically? Yeah, that's, a, that's actually the last day of the, the festival. Last day. So I, I just jumped off. Oh, no, on that's that great. tangent. No, no, why not? I asked what was new. You know? So we, we can say that Christian Scott, he's, he has never played the jazz festival before. Right. And right. he opens the festival. And normally we don't open on a Wednesday, but he's coming through this part of the country. So we worked it out with our, our good partners and friends and family with Nicholas Harris. It sold out. So that'll yeah. be a co-pro at the Star Theater. Mm-hmm. And then as we try to do each year in the festival is have a big band performance. Mm -hmm. As you know, we've had Art Abrams a few times. We had Maria Schneider a couple years ago. So we're Mm -hmm. going to have the Village Vanguard Jazz Orchestra coming here. Um, They're going to be out in the region. They're going to be in Moscow, Idaho at the Lionel Hampton Festival. So they're going to come into Portland after that performance Mm -hmm. or before. Uh, we're also going to have the return of Pharaoh Saunders on the festival. Oh, boy. Uh, we always like to have a legacy artist, NEA Jazz Master. And mm-hmm. we were supposed to have Ramsey Lewis, and we announced him initially, but Ramsey uh, retired from active touring. He just mm. doesn't have uh, the juice to do another victory lap or a victory lap in his final year of yeah. touring. So. But Pharaoh does. But Pharaoh does. Yeah. Pharaoh's a, little, a few years younger than Ramsey. Yeah. It's hard to believe. I mean, it is hard think, to believe. You think Pharaoh would be, <laughs> you know, John Coltrane would be uh, 93 years old if yeah. he was alive. So you would assume Pharaoh around that same age because he played with John. But yeah. he was about at least about a dozen years younger than John. Really? Yeah, John mentored him and was a big influence on him on those late period Coltrane records. And <laughs> So Pharaoh, this will be his third time playing the festival. He came here in 2010, sold out the new mark, came back in 16 for our Coltrane <laughs> at 90 on the Alice Coltrane tribute. You remember that first year? And, and, and Devin Phillips? Oh, yeah. Devin sat was, in with Pharaoh. Yes. And uh, I remember um, walking up to Devin after it was over, and, and I said, well, how are you feeling? And he said, I, I have to go home and sit on the couch and, and, and think about this. Because the story was, the story was that um, Devin shows up because he introduced him. He, he emceed the, the, right. that gig. And uh, Pharaoh took one look at him and said, you're a saxophone player, aren't you? And Devin goes, Yeah. And Pharaoh says, where's your horn? He says, it's home. Can you go get it? And he lived near the, near, near, near the, near the, the, the venue. So he went home and got his horn and goes out and does the introduction. Pharaoh plays the first tune, starts the second tune, takes, takes, takes the lead, walks off, points to, points to Devin, goes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask Pharaoh if he remembers that. I mean, oh, I, I'm sure he remembers. He must that. remember. Yeah, that. yeah. It was nine years ago, but uh, <laughs> wow, that's cool. Now Devin's going to be in the festival. He's yeah. he's he's a mainstay, and he's had he has had similar situations, not as impromptu as that, but with Branford uh-huh. in uh, was that 2008, I believe, uh-huh. and also with Steve Kuhn. Do you remember uh-huh. that in the Winningstad? Uh-huh. He played on a couple uh-huh. of Coltrane tunes. Yeah. yeah. 
Devin played a wonderful Coltrane Rollins show for us with his trio last year at Jack London. And mm-hmm. this year we're doing a show called Electric Mode for Joe ah. with Devin and Brian Lynch, where he's going to recast, you know, Mode for Joe, some of those Blue Note recordings. But I think yeah. he's going to also focus on uh, m- middle, late period Joe Henderson from Milestone on those ah. Tetragon and, yeah, yeah. and Black Narcissus and yeah. those kind of records. Yeah. Nice. It featured uh, Mike Lawrence playing trumpet, but Brian Lynch, we're going to keep him here an extra night because he's playing in the Blakey Legacy Band. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do the show with Devin on the Monday night at Jack London. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So, all right, so we, I think we're up to. Uh, up to to the Saturday the twenty third. Saturday the twenty third. Yeah. Patrice Russian and Ernie Watts. Yeah. They have not played the festival. No. I mean Patrice. We talked about recalling Indugu Chancellor, uh-huh. her lifelong friend and colleague. They went to Locke High School together in Compton in Jeez. L.A. Yeah. Indugu passed last year. Yeah. I saw Indugu in L.A. when I grew up there with Bobby Hutcherson, Harold Lann, and Bill Henderson. Uh-huh. Bill Henderson, who is Pharaoh's pianist, and they were playing at Shelley's Manhole. Yeah. And they're going to play a few pieces of music and remembering Indugu, but this will be her trio with Ernie Watts as a special guest. Nice. Which is really going to be great to have Patrice Russian up here. She's a prolific educator at mm-hmm. USC. Um, she, remember she played with Jean-Luc Ponte back in the sure. 70s? Absolutely. Yeah, she was in high school when she played I was, that gig. I was, doing a, I was the jazz and pop music critic on a Maryland public broadcasting TV show at that time. And we had Jean-Luc Ponty on, and we had this, we had this guy who actually had produced or helped produce some Miles Davis, right? His name was, his name was Cal Lampley. But he was, he, was, he was very snooty, and he was the classical music critic. And he goes, and he, so Ponty's in the studio. We're, we're doing an interview. And, uh, and Cal says, oh, you play so beautifully, but why do you have an electric violin? And Ponty just looks at him and goes, because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like him. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since he's been on the scene. Uh-huh. I know. I know. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that also Aaron Deal is is going to play as a leader with his trio. Uh-huh. Now he is for many years was Cecile McLaurin's music director and played yeah. here with Cecile mm-hmm. back in 2013. Mm-hmm. He also did a solo piano. Uh, show for us then, but he's never played in trio for us, so we're looking forward to that. Um, of course, Pharaoh on Friday the 22nd. We're going to have yep. the Bad Plus that night. Nice. And this will be, they're going to play a late show at the Winning Stad, and this will be the first time the Bad Plus will come through Portland with their new pianist, Oren Evans. Ah. And Oren was here uh, with his trio. They anchored a number of the, the John Coltrane at 90 shows. Mm-hmm. At the new mark with Robbie Coltrane and mm-hmm. um, Charlie Gray's Tentet, mm-hmm. among other shows. So that's happening on the 22nd. Uh, also, the New York State of Mind, which is a really nice show with Kendra Shank, a New York singers, singer with Randy Porter and John Stoll. And then as we were about to move into Saturday... I mean, just Porter and Stoll would be a treat. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, you never you know, get to hear th- those two together. That's a good point. And yeah. John is really super busy. He's always, always. traveling somewhere. He yes. could be in Stockholm, New York City, right. Albuquerque. You never right. know with John. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we're bringing in a pianist named Natalia Simarova. Mm-hmm. She's from Moscow. Yeah. And she's part of kind of the ego Butman clan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is a marvelous, classically trained pianist uh-huh. who's just going to dazzle that intimate setting at classic piano. She's, yeah. uh, she's first up in our classic piano solo series. Nice. Um, we always like to bring in artists that people just aren't familiar with, and they just walk out just shaking their heads saying, wow, I'd never heard of her or yeah, him. You yeah. know? And then um, on the Patrice Russian show, we're going to feature Farnell Newton doing a tribute to Donald Byrd, another Blue Note legacy artist. Mm-hmm. But late period Donald Byrd. This is called Stepping Into Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of a, yeah. an an augmented uh, of his other ship band, but yeah. not quite. And yeah, it's going to yeah. just feature Donald's kind of post Blackbird yes. music. Yeah. I think stepping into tomorrow was one or two records removed from Blackbird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then this is going to be a marvelous show late on Saturday, the 23rd, New York calling mm-hmm. yeah. Eric Alexander with Harold Mayburn. Yeah, Harold Mayburn is one of the great unsung people. I mean, I mean, people know him, but, you know. Has he ever played here? He's never played on the festival. No, I don't remember ever hearing Harold Mayburn here. I saw him on the East Coast many times. Right. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Harold Mayburn is a, is a monster. He is a monster. He's one of those Memphis monsters. Yeah. You know, so we're so delighted that we could make this work. Yeah. Um, then Greg Goble is going to play in our classic piano series. And Greg, mm-hmm. we always like to feature a local Portland artist yeah. who's yeah. certainly worthy. So that'll be nice to have him Sunday early afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then we'll roll into Freddie Cole, who's mm-hmm. never played the festival, doing a tribute to his brother Nat for the 100th anniversary of yeah. Nat's birthday. Nice. Has Freddie ever played Portland? I can't. I, mean, I don't think so. Okay. I, don't th- I used to see him in a little club in Annapolis. Oh, he would oh play there. Ram's Head? No, it was it, it was long before the Ram's Head. Okay, <laughs> they used to have a he, they would have an artist come in, back him up with Steve Novosel. Steve Novosel, bassist. Wow, and like uh, Keter Betts and people like that. You know, Keter Betts. <laughs> yeah, Keter's DC, right? Yeah, uh, so yeah, Steve. Right. Steve Novosel was yeah, DC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm. well, well, that's great. Uh, and then we have a, a really beautiful show at Rev Hall on Sunday called Double Legacy, where we're going to honor the traditions of Rossan Roland Kirk and Art Blakey ah. on one program. And we've wanted to do, for a number of years, a Roland Kirk tribute. It just didn't align with the musicians that we wanted to have. And Steve Turay, there's nobody finer than Steve Turay in terms of the legacy of oh, Rossan. yeah. yeah. So he's going to be here with what a great band. James Carter, who's been here, Vincent Herring, Carl Allen, Marcus Shelby, who plays with Daryl Grant often mm-hmm. in that MJ New Quartet is coming up from the Bay Area. Uh, and this is part of our Bright Moments Fund initiative that mm-hmm. was founded by two of our esteemed donors and our, our new board president, Laura Galeno de Lovato, who um, has created a fund with her husband, Roberto, whereby tickets are purchased for under, the underserved community uh-huh. and families who can come to shows who normally couldn't afford to see a show in a major uh, venue like Revolution Hall. Great. So it's it's a wonderful, heartwarming program on on a double bill with Ralph Peterson Jr., who uh-huh. very influential drummer who was who actually played with Art, two drummers. Um, 
at a certain period in Art's career. But, I mean, look at these esteemed players, Bobby Watson, Brian Lynch, Bill Pierce, Zakai Curtis, and Essiet, Essiet from Portland. Amazing. Who are going to come in. So that's, that closes off, closes out the first weekend. Pretty good weekend. I think so, yeah. It's uh, pretty heady stuff. But you don't start because you, you, you got shows all through the next week. All through the next week. And as I said, we talked about uh, the Joe Henderson tribute. We have mm-hmm. Matt Savage, uh, a very young phenom uh, pianist who's going to play a classic piano. What does he play? Yeah, piano. No, no, I mean, what, 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 what style? What, what, what does he do? Well, I think he's a little maybe mainstream, contemporary, uh-huh. right? Gotcha. Um, I'm really excited about Tuesday night with Veronica Swift. Hmm. So she was the runner-up to Jasmine Horn in the last vocal competition at the Monk Institute did. Ah. And uh, she is an old soul. I heard her in New York singing Oscar Brown Jr. songs. Is that right? And Babs Gonzalez tunes. Jeez. She <laughs> is really something, and she's really just starting to bubble up. She just got... Uh, uh, How old is she? She's around. She's under thirty, easily ah, under thirty, yeah. and she, um, Went Marsalis, just hired her to go out f- doing some Christmas programs later this month huh. with, with Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. She's been doing a long-standing resi- a Sunday residency at the Birdland Club in New York. Uh-huh. She's been going out working with Benny Green's trio or Emmett Cohn's trio based on availability, and she's going to come through with M- with Benny Green's trio. Nice um, at the old church. Ah, great. It's going to be a really great. nice show, Tuesday night show. And then we move... Yeah, I love what they've done. I mean, they've, they've done so much with that place. They really have. They the acoustics really have. are better, it's nice beautiful. new PA. The yeah. piano's always been a wonderful Steinway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've had a lot of great year-round shows there. We just right. finished up the other night with the Bobby Hutcherson Harold Land tribute, yeah. The New Shade of Blue. What a special show that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know that Gordon Lee had played with Bobby in Eugene. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That was something uh, to yeah. learn. So then we move into midweek, uh, and uh-huh. Wednesday has really turned into an international night. Boy, it sure has. Where we have the Soul of Africa program. These are Malayan musicians. This is a, a tri-pro show with Beloved Productions, Sold Out, and PDX Jazz uh-huh. with Habib Kwate. Now, Habib played the Star Theater about a year and a half ago. He has a, a pretty good following here. He's a wonderful player. Uh-huh. You know, Mali has a rich West African tradition. Oh, yeah. You know, Salif Keita, Yosu right. Endur from well, Senegal. I mean, and, depending on, 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 on who you believe, it's, uh, you know, there's a, a, a lot of... A lot of uh, people say that's 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 where it started. Yes, in Mali. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bamako and Timbuktu, right? Mm-hmm. So then we have this show called Paris Montreal PDX, uh-huh. uh, and that's really Jean Michel Pilk, who's from Paris, Francois Barassa, who's from Montreal, and they're uh-huh. both converging here in PDX. They're both going to play separate solo sets. But they're also going to play in trio with Alan Jones and Jonathan Lakey. Ah. So that'll be fun to hear these guys yeah. playing individually and then playing with two of our own. Yes. You know, with, Where are they going to be? That's going to be at the Old Church okay. as well. And then over at Jack London that night. So if you, if you go to the, the <laughs> Old Church, you can make the second show for right. uh, the second set for Jovino Santos Neto in mm-hmm. his quintetto. He was the artist in residence up in Seattle at Earshot. 
uh-huh. this fall. He, he's a Seattle resident now. He's from Brazil. He was Hermeto Pachual's longstanding music director. Uh-huh. And he's going to help me try to get Hermeto to come to Portland. Oh. <laughs> That's his next assignment. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be? That yeah. would be something. It really would be. So he's going to do a program called Homage to the Sorcerer with uh-huh. his band. And they're going to do all of Hermeto's music at the Jack London Review. And then we roll into Thursday night, which is a special night because we honor Daryl Grant as our Portland Jazz Master this year on a program with Terrence Blanchard. And the program that Daryl's doing is called Black Art Revisited, which was a recording he did 25 years ago with Christian McBride and a lot of stellar cats. And he's going to be featuring his trio. Was that when he was still in New York? Yes, it was. Wow. And he's actually going to New York. Pre or, or post Betty Carter? Do you know? Well, let's see. I couldn't tell you exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's 25 years ago. I understand. Uh, it's probably around the same time. <laughs> around the same time, right, yeah. Right yeah. around the same time. But he's going to be doing this in New York during the Chamber Music America conference Great. at uh, Birdland on Jan 16 and 17, by wow. the way. So if you're in New York, check it out. Yeah. Um, Matthew Whitaker, not to be confused the, 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 with mean, the politician. The, 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 the so-called attorney general? No. Far from it. <laughs> This is a prodigy. Uh, he's a late teen, keyboardist, acoustic pianist, and Hammond B3 player. And doesn't look like Mr. Clean. No. Good. He's blind. Ah. Um, and he's going to play a few songs with Mel's organ group, but then his own trio is going to play after. Ah. And then they're going to do a late set. He was just signed to uh, Resilience Music Alliance, a new label out of, uh, out of New York. And also, Veronica Swift was just signed last week to Mac Avenue Records, by the way. Oh, good we for just her. Learned that. So, wow. So these artists are really going to come into their own with their debut albums for these labels. Yeah. Um, they're not the first albums they've ever made, but they're their first indie major label releases. Yeah. Um, so here on... Then we move to Friday. Eldon T. Jones and In Touch. They're a, a fan favorite here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Let it flow for Grover Washington Jr. So Grover is somebody who he was a bad dude, man. He yeah. mean he wasn't just a slick contemporary smooth jazz player. He played that his ass off. Yeah. And you unless you have seen him mm-hmm. and you just heard his records, you wouldn't really know that right. in a complete way. Right. But I was fortunate to have seen Grover in Philly, where I live most of the year, mm-hmm. and New York and other cities many times. And such a special guy who's influenced so many people. So we're bringing out Gerald Veasley from Philly, uh-huh. who's play, who played with him for many, many years um, when Bill Jolly was in the band and Doc Gibbs mm-hmm. and, and so forth. And also Jonathan Blake, John Blake, the violinist. Wow. Um, and... Charles Fambro was really? the bass. That, that's the era that Gerald comes yeah. out of with yeah. Grover. Yeah. The show is called Let It Flow because Grover had a strong affinity and relationship with the Philadelphia 76ers. He played the national anthem many, many times huh. at the games. And he wrote a tune for World Be Free, who was the point guard for yes. the 83 champions, yeah. Let It Flow, because uh-huh. he had a flow to his game he that did. was really special. <clears throat> so this this show um, is a double bill with Delvin Lamar, who's from Seattle, a great B3 organist. He's mm-hmm. played here before at the mm-hmm. Jack London, and he's really starting to 
break out. He's been touring internationally now, and so we're really fortunate to have him on this, what we think will be a great double bill, with Marcus Strickland mm-hmm. playing the role of, of Grover. Now, gotcha. Marcus is a Blue Note recording artist who is an incredible, incredible sax player, um, who's also these days been playing with um, Jose James. Mm-hmm. And Jose has a uh, Bill Withers tribute out ah. project out, and I heard Marcus at La Poisson Rouge in New York last January do just the two of us, which uh-huh. Grover recorded, and I said, "That's my man." <laughs> there it is, right there. So that's that's how that kind of uh, got got off the ground, and it was great that Gerald was available, and this kicks off in our second weekend, which were the tagline for these three headline shows is called the Philly Special. Ah which was a play up that was was put into the uh the game the really it was a tipping point in the game that uh the Super Bowl game the play that uh, basically won it for the for the Eagles over the Patriots uh, last year they called the play the Philly special <laughs> looked kind of like a a flea flick, flicker bootleg kind of play yeah so there it is, because all three projects in the final weekend have a Philadelphia connection. Grover mm-hmm. was from Philly, Gerald Veasley, of course. Michael Brecker's show, Michael mm-hmm. was from Cheltenham, a suburb of Philly. And mm-hmm. we close out with Stanley Clark, who's a Philadelphia native. So the Michael Brecker show is probably the most curated program in the whole festival. What do you mean? Well, in terms of this isn't just... You know, seeing if a certain band will come and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is putting a show together from from basically from scratch, calling a, a, somebody who is very close with Michael Gil Goldstein, who did all the orchestrations and arrangements for this particular project. Does this interest you? Do you have <laughs> do you have the uh, PDFs of the music, which I'm sure you do? Does this interest you? Here are my ideas of who should play saxophone. What do you think? You know, this whole kind of collaboration mm-hmm. behind the scenes to build a show from the ground up. Oh. And then I look to John Nastos to basically hire the ensemble players mm-hmm. and the string quartet. So there's kind of a third stream feel to this show. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a, a, a recasting of a record that Michael did in 2003 with his Quindec Tech called Wide Angles. Mm-hmm. Michael wrote most of the music, but that record had you know, Antonio Sanchez, John Patitucci. It mm-hmm. was really loaded with great players. So this is really about... Portland players and some guest saxophonists on a double bill with Chris Potter's new trio called Circuits Trio. Now, Chris is all, was also a protege of Michael Brecker's, and he's going to also play in this program at the end of the, the program in a very special piece of music. But the saxophonists that we're going to feature are Marcus mm-hmm. Strickland, who's here the night before on the Grover show, mm-hmm. who had a strong affinity for Michael. Also somebody that people don't know is Maria Grand. Right. Right. So once again, they're going to walk away scratching their head and saying, yeah. wow, I discovered something fresh and new. Mm-hmm. So she records um, for Fabian Almazon's label in New York, Biophilia Records. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an up-and-coming indie jazz label. Uh, Fabian is Terrence Blanchard's pianist, Cuban pianist, who will be here. Um, so she just had her first record out on the label. She's a wonderful sound and texture and tone. And she was just delighted to get the call to, to participate. 
And, of course, Ili Dejibri, who we talked about earlier, which yeah. makes the connection with Michael and Red Sea. Mm-hmm. So we're really going in a completely different way where people would assume that, well, you know, Robbie Coltrane or Joe Lovano or Ben Wendell or mm-hmm. Donnie McCaslin, some of the people, Tim Reese, um, all very appropriate. But sure. this is the direction that we chose to kind of hey, just put a different feel on it. Now, this program has been done, to my knowledge, at two different festivals over the last few years. Not in this manner, but it, but the music. Uh, it was done at Monterey mm-hmm. last year by my close friend and colleague, Tim Jackson, and it was also done under the direction of Chris Collins, the artistic director of the Detroit Jazz Festival. And I saw it first performed in New York, but I actually got the idea before that at a benefit for blood cancer research by Columbia Hospital in New York City, mm-hmm. where um, Daryl Pitt produced a program of Michael's music in small group with Diane Reeves, and Illy was on that show, and that's where I first heard him. So this was about three years ago, and in the front row, Bill and Hillary Clinton were, were sitting there. <laughs> and I talked to Bill backstage, and I asked him, what was the first jazz concert you remember seeing? And, and without missing a beat, he yeah. went into this whole discussion about Dave Brubeck. Really? Yeah. Well. It was just remarkable. <laughs> I mean, we know he was a big jazz fan. He, yeah. Remember he played on the Arsenio played, show? Played the Arsenio. saxophone, yeah. And we talked about John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins, and he was right there. Man. Really? It was great. Wow. <laughs> so getting back to this program with Michael, mm-hmm. uh, honoring him on his 70th birthday, I, I had the good fortune to work with Michael back in the 80s when I worked for MCA Impulse Records. Mm-hmm. I was his publicist on his first three albums. And what a sweet, remarkable, egoless man. Really? I mean, he was so giving. He always had a minute for anybody who approached him and just... He was salt of the earth, man. Just a great oh, guy. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Beautiful cat. I remember he lived in Chinatown and uh, when I first met him, and he had great restaurant tips down in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have, then we roll into Sunday mm-hmm. at the old church. We're going to have Cameron Graves, who is part of the West Coast Get Down, you know, Kamasi Washington's. Yeah. Yeah. touring ensemble mm-hmm. and he's he's also stanley clark's pianist ah. so he's going to play with gil goldstein uh they're going to both play a solo set at the old church and then we're going to have another program at the old church with kenny warner and gregoire Murray, the swiss mm-hmm. harmonica chromatic harmonica player yeah kenny was here in trio four years ago at jimmy max during mm-hmm. the festival mm-hmm. and then we close out that night with a few different situations around town, Stanley Clark in a power trio situation at Rev Hall. And then, really? of course, Illy DeGibri. I talked earlier about the Hank yeah. Mobley tribute. And then our, our partners, the Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble, are going to do a show called Maxville to Vanport with uh-huh. special guest Marilyn Keller ah, at the Mission Theater. Good. I don't know if it was your show or not, or, or, if, or if it was um, sold out, but I, a few years back, um, uh, Chick Corea, Stanley Clark, and Lenny White played at the Aladdin. That wasn't our show. Wish it was. And somebody in the audience yelled out, um, School Days. And he starts the lick. Oh, right? my God. And the three of them just 
fell out. That's all. He, that's all. He, that's all of it. He played. That's fantastic. But it was it was hilarious. I mean, every I mean the the, the everybody laughed. Just everybody had, had great fun with that. Stanley's and, and, the, and the lick, of course, was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so tell me some. I've asked a few people if they mm-hmm. can remember if Stanley's ever played here as a leader. Somebody thought they they may have caught him at at the Aladdin in the early two thousands, but can't really remember. Hmm. I don't know. As a leader, I mean, uh, uh, I, 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 I guess Chick was the leader. Yeah, Chick. And that's I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you know, um, but uh, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have him. Yeah. I I have the Nemperor LP. The Nemperor LP. That yes. was a division of Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> Nemper. That was his own imprint, right? Is that right? I don't I think know. So. No idea. <laughs> he, oh, remember that his first the self-titled album. Oh yeah. Beautiful Alice yeah. on Nemper. Yeah. I think his first yeah. two or three were on I that think label. so. Yeah. Those are great <laughs> records, man. Yeah. I definitely. think that was at the time he definitely. was part of, you know, the group with Al Miola, right? Mm-hmm. Lenny White, Romantic mm-hmm. Warrior yep. and yep. all that stuff. So, what is he going to play? Huh? What's he going to play? Well, we understand it's going to be quote a power trio. What does that mean? Well, is he playing metal? <laughs> <laughs> He'll play a electric and acoustic bass. Yeah. It'll be electric and acoustic keyboards uh-huh. and drums. Great. So, Great. A, a lot of dynamics, obviously. Uh, well, yeah. we expect that. He'll fill the <laughs> he'll certainly fill Rev Hall with a lot of sound. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great festival, Don. Well, thanks. Tom, I always like uh, hanging out with you and talking about it. And, of course, we go back on the jazz conversations, which we're just putting together now. And, of course, I also want to acknowledge a couple of other ancillary programs that are Mm -hmm. so essential to the festival. The work of Mary Sue Tobin, my colleague, who helps uh, uh, produce uh, the Al's Den weekly residency of local artists that mm-hmm. we do every year mm-hmm. and we always do a thematic week this year we're going to do a blue note sound right. of different types of, of blue note periods and styles and themes mm-hmm. she's also programming a couple nights at the white eagle tavern in our not exactly jazz series yeah and yeah. we work together on programming the various uh, hotel duos and trios around town jazz around town series yeah. she was the first person i had in here when we started this podcast well you know that's very <laughs> apt i mean that's yes. appropriate so yeah. yeah you know mary sue i yeah. love her to death and then you and i will work together collaboratively on the jazz conversations yeah so um yeah. there you have it uh, the 16th edition of pdx jazz the biam pdx jazz festival wow i, I believe this is our ninth covering, because our tenth anniversary is next year. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. When I came aboard with Bill Royston in '09, I right. think we because we, we we didn't start. We started in October of '09. Okay. Yeah. So, so you came on for the tenth. Yeah. That was the Bridges and Boundaries Festival. Oh yeah. And that was the festival that had Pharaoh and yes, Dave indeed. Holland and yes, and, uh, yes. Esperanza. Uh huh. No, Esperanza uh-huh. was the next year in '11, actually. Yeah. I believe I remember sitting at a restaurant with Pharaoh and Nancy King. Yeah, well, people. Nancy knew Pharaoh oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. San Francisco right, days. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Nancy will, will, will see her this year at the well, Pharaoh show. So. Yeah. All right. How's she doing? I have no idea. I haven't yeah. seen her for a long time because you know, she really doesn't play very much. We were fortunate to have her in that Kurt Elling, John Hendricks show. Oh, yeah. Whew. 
Yeah, that was remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love Nancy. Well, she was one of our Portland jazz masters. Sure. With with uh, Glenn Moore and uh, uh-huh. Christopherson were on yeah. that kick. So yeah. hey, Glenn, I don't. You know, he moved to Arizona, so I don't hear much. Uh, you about know, what he's. I, he's uh, um, I tried to I tried to, to get a phoner with him, and he and he, he never made it. Didn't post. Mm. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I think, I, I think he's really happy and busy being outside. Yeah, and doing all those things because you know yeah. he's a he's a you know he's a he's a horseman, right? And uh, you he's know, out in the desert man, southern Arizona. Desert. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I think that we had potentially the last official concert by the band of Oregon in really? the United States. Wow, because shortly thereafter. You know, Glenn left the band, and right. uh, we honored them as our Portland jazz masters. I remember. Yeah, yeah. at uh, Lewis and Clark. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can go all day, Tom. I, I thank you for your time. <laughs> this is wonderful as always. Well, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll run this uh, before too long, and then also we'll, we'll run it again uh, just before the, the, uh, the, the festival starts. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Tom. Right. Bright moments. Keith Schreiner and Derek Sims for Ghost Jazz, our theme.